Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And joining me, as always, is Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. How's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, Did you have a nice weekend? I had a great weekend. I've been gone for a long time. I've been... (laughs) You been had, in Maine. You had a you had a long, uh, extra long weekend. Absolutely, yes, and um, it was great. Yeah. Um, well, uh, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop and Katie's vacation time mm-hmm. in Maine. Yes. On Billboard's weekly charts, uh, what's popping on the main radio stations? Oh, well, we listened to the, a station called The Bear. Oh. <laughs> and it was all pop, and it was great. Oh. Yeah. So it's just it's is it the bear or the moose. Oh no, people of Maine, correct me. Well, either is seemingly it was applicable. Great. All all I know is it was amazing. It was a top forty radio station. Yes. Okay. Um, in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we have chart news about Eminem, Troy Sivan, Why Don't We, and NSYNC. NSYNC! Plus, we're talking about all things awards. Uh, I mean, it is kind of the kickoff of awards season, so it makes sense. Yeah. There is a possible Academy Award nomination looming for a certain pop diva. Hmm. And we're celebrating John Legend joining the Elite EGOT Club after his Emmy Award win the other night. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast... Subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. It's as easy as that. <laughs> They're all there in one place. You can look at them all. Browse away. Okay. Um, let's do some chart chat. Uh, first up, Eminem, uh, one of Katie's faves, right? Yeah, Detroit. Detroit. So therefore, you have to like Eminem. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) Duh. Um, Eminem clocks his ninth number one album on the Billboard 200 chart, 
as his surprise release Kamikaze, which arrived without warning on August 31st, debuts atop the list with 434,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending September 6th. So you're saying the word got out? Real quick. (laughs) Real quick. Um, That's the fourth biggest week of the year for an album. Um, And uh, notably, this is his, I said it was his ninth number one. Uh, the only folks that have more number ones than him, Katie, can you guess? Ooh, well, Jay Z. Yep, Jay Z has fourteen. Beyonce. Nope. Oh, not Beyonce. We've had this conversation before. I know Jay. That was Jay Z. That's all I got. I'll well, just tell you. Yeah. Um, the Beatles have the most. Oh, I. Why don't I always just Say default the to the Beatles on yeah. chart records? They, they have nineteen number one albums. Jay Z has the second most with fourteen. Um, Bruce Springsteen and Barbara Streisand are both mm-hmm. tied with 11, and then Elvis Presley has 10. Okay. Uh, but Eminem now has That's nine. That's elite company. Uh, yeah. And at the, at this rate, considering that Eminem, he dropped this album less than a year after his last number one, Revival, maybe he's like, ooh, maybe this, uh, I can get used to this number he's one He's going to be like, Future, just dropping number one albums three a year. Yeah. Well, you never know. Um, Also in the top 10 this week uh, is friend of the podcast, Troy Safan. He he notches his fourth top 10 and his highest charting effort yet as Bloom bows at number four. Um, I happened to see him on the Late Show with Colbert. Oh, the other day he was—he not only sang, but he also talked about his new movie, Boy Erased. Erased, yeah. Um, he does a pretty decent American accent in the movie, evidently. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, next for the first time in well a very long time, there are two boy bands in the top ten of the Billboard 200 charts. That's Katie's applause. <laughs> Just very excited boy band applause. Um, Friends of the Podcast, Why Don't We? debuts at number nine with their first full-length studio album, which is called Eight Letters. And they join BTS uh, with their album, Love Yourself Answer, which falls from number one to number eight in its second week on the chart. This is all very exciting. I love boy bands. Historically, I love boy bands. I love that there's a new wave of boy bands. So when was the last time that we had two boy bands in the top 10 at the same time? It's a little tricky. It depends on how you define a boy band. It depends on how you pronounce the word depends. It depends on how you define a boy band. Okay. Um, Now, I think Katie can disagree with me. I think most boy bands are all male, obviously, pop vocal groups that don't really play instruments primarily um, and have a youthful female fan base as their core demographic. Um, Maybe they dance, but they don't necessarily have to. But it's Mm -hmm. mostly about pop vocal that appeals to sort of like, oh my God, that. That is very, I think that's pretty good. Is that true? Yes. I think traditionally, yes. I just feel like, um, you know, a self-proclaimed boy band like Five Seconds of Summer might get left out of that description because they really do play all their instruments. See, that's the thing. And that's what we're about to address. Okay. Um, so back the last time anything approaching sort of boy band territory was on August 23rd, 2014 to all male pop bands and like bands like with capital B yeah. <laughs> that have youthful followings uh, were in the top 10 at the same time. That week, Five Sauce, Five Seconds of Summer's self-titled former number one album was actually at number five. Uh, and The Vamps, uh, Somebody to Somebody to You debuted at number 10. Both of them 
Five Sauce is an Australian pop band. The Vamps is a British pop band. Both of them kind of have like, you know, boy band-ish qualities. But, you know, they're not like a singing and dancing, like, you know, vocal group. Right. So it's like squishy. Yeah. Like, they're not traditional boy bands. I mean, some people try to call the Beatles a boy band, too. Like, the original boy band. So then you're just really getting... It's tough. So, I mean, if you consider them boy bands, then that is the last time it's happened. Okay, what if you don't consider them boy bands? Okay, well, then you go back (laughs) a little bit further to 2013, August 17th. Uh, That week, clearly a boy band, Backstreet Boys... Debuted at number five with In a World Like This. Okay. While a pop trio that never liked the term boy band called Emblem Three. Yes, straight off of X Factor. The X Factor started at number seven with Nothing to Lose. And they never liked the boy band uh, tag because they could play instruments. Yeah, there was a guy who played a guitar. I don't think they all did. I think two of them, two of the three, played instruments. Yeah, but I don't think they actually did that on the show. No, one of them did. Okay. One, I think, played the guitar, I want to say, on the show. But, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But they, yes, they never they never embraced the label. Yeah. Um. So yeah, now we have, like, sort of, well, guys who actually play instruments are actually in a pop, proper band. And then we have, like, a week where, like, one of these things that could be a boy band didn't really like to call themselves a boy band. (laughs) Okay, so we go back further. Okay. 2012. Definitely, these are two boy bands. No doubt about it. May 12th, 2012. One Direction's former number one, Up All Night, their first album, was at number four in its seventh week on the chart. And that same week, The Wanted, another British boy band, clearly. Their self-titled album started at number seven. Undeniable vocal groups with rabid lady fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some some guy fans, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, come on. Um, okay, <laughs> lastly, over on a chart that we don't talk about too much, the vinyl albums chart. We don't talk about it necessarily on this show, but I will often write about it in the pages of uh, Billboard magazine because it's a really cool-looking chart, and I am... Weirdly fascinated with vinyl now. Yes. Um, another boy band, Sync, debuts on the chart with their three studio albums. Uh, so they're three non-holiday studio sets. Because most people don't consider holiday albums studio albums. Part of the canon. I don't. Yeah, no. I, I wouldn't... I would not, like, if I were ranking their best albums... Like you, just, you put that aside. Yeah, it's aside. Like, does Mariah Carey consider, like, the Merry Christmas album part of her studio work? That's a good question, because, you know, she actually, you know, wrote All I Want for Christmas is yeah. You. I, so it's a little I, yeah. different. But I don't think so. I mean, because most of it is covers. Uh, yeah, I'm not even actually sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... We're there, really defining things on this show. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is what I... This, this is Keith's job. This is what I wrestle with every week. Is For that real. a studio album or is it a mixtape? Is it <laughs> is it just like a playlist or is it a regular album or right. whatever? Um, okay, so there are three non-holiday studio sets, which is their self-titled debut album, No Strings Attached, and Celebrity all arrive on the tally after getting released on vinyl for the very first time. Unbelievably, they were never on vinyl. That's wild. Like, they were on CD and cassette yes. back in the day, but never on vinyl. Because at that point, no one was producing It vinyl. wasn't a thing like no. it is now. So it was like it was past the days of making vinyl because people were listening to the record players and before the days of the, like... Retro resurgence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, 
so they all arrive on the chart and they are all available in limited quantities at Urban Outfitters exclusively. Um, and it's somewhere between like, I think it's like 2,500 copies and 3,000 copies, depending on which Wow, that album. is very few. Yeah, so you should go check UrbanOutfitters.com. Um, and they're pressed in cool colors. So No Strings is on peach colored vinyl. Is it scratch and sniff like the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack? That would be inappropriate. <laughs> um, I mean, not, it's not really like fitting for that particular no, album. No, no. Um, but no, it's not. <laughs> um, the self-titled album is on limeade vinyl. Ooh. So it's kind of like a neon greenish sort of. Okay. And then Celebrity is on cotton candy colored vinyl. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I don't own a record player, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, yeah, then it'd be kind of pointless. This almost makes me want to go buy one. See, this is <laughs> like, how they get no you. No joke. This is how they get you. This would be, that's so fun. Like, I specifically, Celebrity is such a good album, and I listen to it to this day, like, regularly. Is it better than No Strings Attached? I feel like I have to say that very quietly. I understand is that a controversial that, opinion? Well, I just understand that No Strings Attached is like the ultimate, the most popular, the biggest, you know? But Celebrity, man, woof, so good. Well, Celebrity has Pop, Gone, and Girlfriend, right? Yes. Those are the big, those are the three singles. Yes, but the deep cuts are where it's at on Celebrity. My favorite is called Do Your Thing. Sure. It is such a good song. If you have not listened to that song, Do Your Thing on Spotify, Listen to Do Your Thing. It's amazing. What were the singles on uh, No Strings that were not Bye 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 and It's Gonna Be My? There was a slow song. Uh, See, exactly. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, like, but it was the bigger deal. What Did it not sell more? Oh, no, it sold the bajillions. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, the bigger deal. It's funny. I think you actually remember more songs from the first album because it They had, just kept pumping out there singles. Were like, I feel like there were, like, at least four or five singles from the first album. Oh my God. Meanwhile, I Google no strings attached singles and get dating sites. (laughs) (laughs) I am not on the search for uh, no strings attached singles. Katie's now Googling. This uh, is on my work computer. Discography on wiki. (laughs) Um, No, but I really do want to see what their singles are for this. Um, Okay. Here we are. Okay. So bye, bye, bye. And it's going to be me. We're the first two singles. Then, I'll Never Stop was an international single, yeah, so I don't remember that. This, I promise you. That oh, was the slow song one. I was thinking of. I was going to say God, God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You, but that was the first album. This I promise yeah. you. You, always, you had to have at least one ballad back in the day. Yeah. You know? That was the thing. Yeah. Well, the first album clearly had more hits. Yes. Um, but anyway. Vinyl. Vinyl. Gotta love it. Okay, so... For our news over on Billboard.com today, it is a very special, like, awards (laughs) show spectacular. So let's just get into the awards show madness. Awards mania. Awards mania. Um, So you might have heard about A Star is Born. Maybe. Maybe a little bit over this past weekend because it premiered at the Toronto uh, International Film Festival on Sunday. And uh, that was its North American premiere, I should say. Oh, it already premiered overseas. It must. Well, why do we? Why are we saying North American premiere? Man, I am just googling everything today. No, it was a premiere because no one had seen it before this, right? I guess not. I don't think so. Well, I mean, I hadn't heard any reviews from it other than it just like looked good. That's all I'd heard until this weekend when people were 
actually just raving about it after seeing it. Maybe they're being cute because they're going to also have its European premiere. Yeah. The Venice so Film then they Festival. can say that it's like some sort of exclusive. Then right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's that's we know exactly how this works. the case. Um, the movie, of course, stars Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, who also directed the film. And it follows the relationship of country music veteran Jackson Maine, played by Cooper, and budding singer-songwriter Allie, played by Gaga. Yeah, uh, if, if this movie, this is the fourth iteration of this film, I believe. Yes. Yes. They, the first, there was one in the 30s. Then Judy Garland did one in the 50s. Start, then, so she was playing the you know Lady Gaga ingenue role. Right. And then uh, Barbara Streisand was it with Chris Christopherson in, in the, the 70s. 70s. And then now this is the fourth one. But I think they all had a different bent. Yeah. You know, like, um, this is not a straight remake. Like, uh, Barbara Streisand's character was not named Allie. And, you it's know. Different kinds of music. And, yeah. It's and, just this concept of the kind of grizzled veteran who is maybe down on his luck or, you know, past his prime, discovering this brand new talent and kind of bringing her to the forefront and, and having his own, like, renaissance because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that concept. You know, a number of years ago, they were trying to remake this with uh, Beyonce. Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe Clint Eastwood was going to direct. Who was going to be the guy? Ooh, I forget. Oh, I, did was... we know? I don't know if we knew. I I I remember Clint Eastwood was for sure going to direct it, and Beyonce was attached to star. Maybe it was like Will Smith or something. And I'm just told. I'm just throwing. I'm just guessing. I don't, I don't know. So anyway, the movie premiered, and nope. Twitter uh, went wild. As did the people that were there. Yeah, at the film festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Like reviewers were just. Oh like, no, Whoa. I mean when I say Twitter, I mean like film critic Twitter. Oh right, yeah. With, like there were people, reporters were were just tweeting, "This is going to win Best Picture." Like it was, you know, the hyperbole was turned all the way up. Wow. People were super into this uh, into this movie. Um, it's gonna open actually October fifth in super theaters. Soon. Yeah, that's way sooner than I thought. Yeah, well, I, it was supposed to come out, I feel like it was supposed to come out earlier this year, right? And then they pushed it to October because they felt that it had, like, a chance at, like, you know, oh, awards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is obviously the awards, you know, the perfect awards time to release it. Well, all the other, like, the I mean, the Streisand version and the, the Garland version, and maybe the one before that, all were nominated for different Academy Awards. Have you seen the Barbara Streisand one? I have. I just watched it for the first time because they were playing it on AMC, so I think that... Just, you know, getting hyped for the remake. Watch and closely now. Yes. Are you watching me now? I think I took a lot away from that <laughs> that movie. Like, <laughs> it's fantastic. You should definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. But, like, her hair really struck me. <laughs> it was like, of all the things. I know. I know. It's like late 70s. That's just frizzy Barbara Streisand. Yes. Bro. Yes. Yes. Anyway. So, um, and you know, um, uh, to, to, um, uh, I'm not spoiling anything. There's, there's a scene early on in the movie, which is very reminiscent in the Gaga version, which is reminiscent of the one in the Streisand version where, uh, Allie is, I guess, performing at like some sort of drag club. Right. And there's two drag race. Shangela Ru- and Willem. Shangela and Willem. Uh, from RuPaul's Drag Race are the two sort of primary drag queens. And and apparently, we just reported on Billboard.com, Gaga handpicked Shangela to be her drag, fairy drag mother, I believe is how they referred to it. I guess Gaga introduced, like, suggested Shangela to Bradley Mm -hmm. Cooper, and then I guess someone introduced, suggested Willem, 
And I was watching a little snippet of a press conference with him and Gaga, and he said, Willem is just gold. Mm. I'm like, it's so crazy to hear like Bradley Cooper <laughs> talking about like Willem. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, God love you, Willem. You know we do. No, but like you if know. you were wondering if drag is mainstream, the answer That's- is... A certain yes. Yes. It's it's just so cool. It's My just so one amazing. last note on this is that I kind of love that um, we remember that Gaga had the huge moment on the Oscars a few years ago with the um, Sound of Music tribute. Yep. And I kind of love that this is almost, this would be a total full circle moment if this really delivers on the Oscar buzz, that she kind of had... renaissance is not the right word because it wasn't like she'd gone anywhere but it was like she looked different in people's eyes after that like it was it was a reinvention of sorts and what she's done a million of and throughout her you know career but i mean that that came after a time where she was having some difficulties being she hadn't had a hit she hadn't had a hit in a while and her her image was kind of tarnished and was coming after that whole art pop era where she was i mean i'm not i can't remember i'm sorry i don't know exactly when it was but i remember everyone looking everyone kind of looking at Gaga in a different light. Right. And and remembering, oh my goodness, she can be like this sort of poised, glamorous, like, you know, like star singing, you know, sort of operatic, you know, classic mm-hmm. songs. I'm like, well, yes. Don't you remember like, the Tony Bennett? Or I don't even, I don't, actually, I don't remember if the Tony Bennett album came before or after that. I think before. But now it's like, yes. Like, and in fact, she could get an Academy Award nomination for Best Actress for this. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, Gaga continues to surprise, and I feel like that was almost the beginning of this this era, That and this would be kind of a nice little topper on it, well, in my opinion. So we'll wait. We'll wait till next year, 2019 Oscars, and we'll see. Finally, at the Creative Arts Emmys on Sunday night, John Legend took home the award for Outstanding Variety Special Live for his work as a producer on Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert, which means he officially completed his EGOT. What's an EGOT? Well, an EGOT is when someone wins an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And we think that's a big deal because those are the four main prestige awards in in their in the, their the big, field, in the four entertainment disciplines, basically. The Indeed, four, the four big awards. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Golden Globes, and uh, <laughs> it actually makes him the Shade. youngest person and the first black man to do so. Yes, in competitive categories. Oh, talk to me. Why is that? Oh, because oh, honorary. Yeah, people have like like Barbara Streisand is not is is an egot recipient because she has an honorary Tony Tony I yeah think. Um, which I mean Barbara could like sneeze and get a Tony why doesn't she just get the one woman show going on Broadway well one woman show on Broadway you wouldn't that actually couldn't get a nomination oh because you have to it had, they used to have a category for that and then they got rid of it and I think it, it's like you either have to be like a play or a musical oh man I mean well, I mean like Bruce Springsteen like wasn't nominated yeah, yeah, for yeah. his show this year and they gave they him, gave a, him special a special thing. award but that's not a competitive award oh, I get it so yes he's he's the um, he's uh, one of the only the handful of people to do it yeah so yeah he joins very select ranks of performers um Two of those people are now Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, who won alongside Legend in the same category huh. on Sunday night, also like becoming EGOT it. winners. They planned it. It's also wild to me, like, it's a, it took a long time for Andrew Lloyd Webber to get it, but I guess he just hasn't done this kind of but TV it, thing. But it's like an Emmy. It's like outside of his discipline. It is. Like but he, like now Graham, he could just get a few more, do Phantom Live, do, like, you know, <laughs> get it all going. Avita Live. Exactly. Um, Cats Live. 
And so the three are now the 13th, 14th, and 15th performers to reach the milestone. So RuPaul also won on Sunday night, snagging his third trophy for outstanding host of a reality or reality competition program for the third year in a row. For RuPaul's Drag Race. For RuPaul's Drag Race. For a reality or reality competition program. Oh, jeez. Another crazy Just category. rolls off the tongue. You think uh, the Grammys have crazy categories. Right. Well, after all that Emmy talk, now it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. <laughs> I like that new theme song. <laughs> There's a little bit of a kick to it. Uh. 20 years ago this week, Lauren Hill's debut solo album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, bowed atop the Billboard 200 chart. The set climbed in at number one on the list dated September 12th, 1998, and spent a total of four non-consecutive weeks at number one. Uh, Hill was already famous thanks to her work as one-third of the hip-hop group The Fugees, as the act had topped the Billboard 200 in 1996 with their album The Score. But Hill's solo album brought her an entirely new level of fame. Uh, Miseducation uh, spun off the number one Billboard Hot 100 hit Doo-Wop, That Thing, as well as other Billboard chart hits like X Factor and Everything is Everything and more. Those are just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, really, the album is amazing. Like, uh, if you haven't listened to it before, do. Or just buy it because it's worth your money. And I, I think, can't believe it's been 20 years. I think it came out, they they re- either reshoot it on vinyl or it just came out on vinyl for mm-hmm. the first time to, to, to talk more about vinyl this yes. week. <laughs> um, were, you, were you as enamored with the album? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, obsessed. I'm like, I... Every song is amazing. Every song's amazing. Yeah. It's just one of those albums where you're like, yes, of yep. course. And you want to listen to the whole thing anyway. Anyway, anyway, I could digress <laughs> and fall into a hole. Um, Hill won five Grammy Awards um, the following year, including Best R&B Album, Best New Artist, and Album of the Year, obviously, for The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Now, The Miseducation uh, remains Hill's one and only studio album. Uh, in 2002, she released a live album, which was called MTV Unplugged Number 2.0, um, but she has released no other albums since. She is, however, currently on tour celebrating the 20th anniversary of Miss Education. So check out uh, lauren-hill.com for concert dates and more information. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, this week in 1998, Lauren Hill's The Miss Education of Lauren Hill debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. See, no one loves you One oh. of those concert dates is Hollywood Bowl with Dave Chappelle. In just a couple days, yeah. She's playing like Red Rocks Yeah, as well. that's going to be a really cool concert. Um, the tour seems to go on for a while, so I wasn't sure if it was all 20th anniversary shows because it's going right. like through Europe next year. Right, I'm right, like, right. Oh, I don't know if it's 20th anniversary anymore. So I didn't want to like say like, oh, and it ends this day because <laughs> I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'm not seeing her at the bowl, but goodness, that album is great. Um, Are you a big Sister Act 2 fan? She was great in Sister Act 2. Uh, that was my first introduction to her. I, I most mean, of us got our first introduction to Lauren Hill through Sister Act 2. So, I mean, she just like, right then was a superstar. Instantly. So, so charismatic. Like, so funny. So talented. So beautiful. So everything. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. Uh, what song should we go out on? Everything is everything. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Let me tell you that everything is everything.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.